Somebody shout glory in the house. Somebody shout glory in the house. Somebody shout glory in the house. Anybody feel victorious this morning? Praise God, praise God. Your Bible's in your hands. Let's go to the word of the Lord. What an awesome testimony. See, some of us, we just need a trickle to get excited for Jesus. For others, you, you have to pull down the whole world. But that testimony this morning... Amen. Speaks to the manifested glory of the Almighty God. Uh, don't nobody have to pull down the chandeliers and cause brimstone and fire. But when God can move in somebody's life like that, and you have the nerve to look at them as if you don't understand, Elder, what they're talking about, it amazes me. But I'm excited for Jesus this morning. Because what we're hearing is what the manifestation of the glory of God is all about. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Mr. Soundman, it's miserable up here. I don't know what went wrong, but these monitors are actually dead. I'm going to need your help. Please push these monitors as good as possible for me. My voice is not at its best. It's miserable up here. I can't hear myself. Please, please work on these monitors for me. It's almost dead. I don't know what's happening with the cordless, but it's, it's miserable. Give me some more. Give me some more. I need some uh, more. Uh, I don't want to hurt the little uh, voice I have left. Uh, uh, Let me try that mic, please. Maybe it's the mic. I can't hear myself. Check one, two. This is much better. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Amen. Let's go to the word of the Lord. We're in the book of St. Matthew. We're in St. Matthew chapter 14. And we'll read together as best as you can from verses 22 through 31. But just before we read, just remain standing. And let me just quickly remind you of a few things, um, lest I forget when I get through this word. Uh, the way the year runs this year, it's a little funny. And so... Tomorrow is Emancipation Day, and then Saturday is actually Independence Day. But as a church, as a body, as a people, as citizens of Jamaica, we're not isolated from the reality of our past, amen, as Jamaican people. So yes, we will be observing and celebrating um, Independence next week, Sunday. I know it will be a day after, but that's okay. Amen. So what we're going to ask you to do is just take a look at Sister Fatty over there. Praise God. She's in her Jamaican colors. And so, yeah, step out, Fatty. Let's do a little modeling right here. Lord, have mercy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you should go out and buy a scarf. I'm just saying she's a proud Jamaican. So please, as best as you can, on next week, Sunday, I could even ask Twinnie to walk too. Praise God. <laughs> In the interest of time, wear Jamaican colors as best as you can. And let's come and celebrate our freedom. If there's any group that, that really should celebrate, it's the church. Because our freedom is two-dimensional. We're free as a people. And my soul is set free. Hallelujah. Praise God. So come on out. This week... This week, I'm, I'm going to ask our men, before you leave, please meet with our men's president, uh, Elder Lerone Palmer, and have a conversation with him. Here's what I'm asking our men of Emmanuel to do. We are going to be joining these chairs. I don't know if you recognize, but at the end, there is a loop at the end of the chairs. We are going to join them. We spent hours rearranging the chairs um, so that, you know, they can look orderly. But it's very difficult to maintain because when you sit and when you get up, the chairs may shift out of line a little bit. So that is what the manufacturers had in mind when they, they were made to be joined. So we are going to join them. But don't worry, you will still sit 
one seat apart. So we will still be observing the protocol. Amen? So men, it's not a simple feat as it may sound. We're going to need your help. So please meet with Elder Rerone after the service. Just about five minutes of your time. And let's agree on which day during this week is best for us to just take care of that. Amen. All right. St. Matthew chapter 14, 22 through 31. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side while he sent the disciples away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with winds, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Please receive greetings from our pastor and bishop, Bishop Dr. Everton Thomas sent his greetings. Amen. I salute all of my father's children. Elders Palmer, Miller, Dawkins, ministers, Millwood, Dawkins, all the newly appointed officers of the church salute and greet you. And to my beautiful wife, see, I'm not like Shemar. I am qualified to greet the woman of my life, praise God. The one who makes me nervous when I see her and when I hear her name, praise God. God bless you for being a tower of strength to my life. I love you. All right, let's preach now. Walking on water. I want to talk to you from the text this morning on the simple topic Come walk with me. Look at somebody and tell them, come walk with me. Come walk with me. I believe it was uh, Jill Scott who wrote a very interesting song, Take a Long Walk. See, the unsaved know what I'm talking about. You save people, you don't have a clue. And that's all right. Come take a long walk. In Jill Scott's song, she described what the journey should look like. Denise, why are you looking at me like that? You're not supposed to know the song. She described that it was a journey of conversation and they would walk in the park and observe nature and have good conversation. A walk sometimes can be very therapeutic. Amen? Yeah, a long walk sometimes can be therapeutic. Uh, when, 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 when some people caught the, the virus, uh, the doctors informed and instructed the patients to take a walk. And not just take a walk, but take a walk in the sun so that you can get some natural, what is it, vitamin D or E, one out of the two of them. Amen. But it, it can be very therapeutic when you take a walk sometimes and you just observe nature and you stretch your muscles and you sometimes see and hear things that if you're in your car driving, you don't see and you don't hear. Take a walk. The walk I'm encouraging you to take this morning is not just a nature walk, but it is a walk with Jesus on another level. Walking with Jesus is a journey of faith. 
Walking with Jesus is a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith because you don't always know where you're putting your foot. And he instructs you sometimes to take a walk with him into places that you're not so sure where you're going. So you've got to have some faith to make this walk. If you walk with Jesus over time, you gain experience. And your faith grows as you become knowledgeable of his will and his ways. When you walk with Jesus, there are some things that you are going to discover along the way. Are you hearing me? When you walk with Jesus, it's not a boring walk. When you walk with Jesus, you don't get bored because uh, it, it, it's a very dynamic terrain that you embark on. You gain experience and your faith grows as you become knowledgeable of his will and his ways. How many know this morning that it is the will of God that is of paramount importance in our lives? We have our will, we have our desires, we, we, we know what we want. But let me tell you something, when you are in the will of God, you live victorious lives. Because when you're in the will of God, even if you are buffeted by the enemy, as long as you are in the will of God, even if you have to go to the bottom of the ocean, you will not drown because you are in the will of God. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Because when you're in the will of God, the devil have to have a conversation with God and ask permission to touch you. I mean scriptures. Job was recommended by God because he was in the will of God. And so uh, the Lord now saw uh, the devil and he said, well, where are you coming from? The devil said, well, you know, you know what I do. I go to and fro the earth. And the Lord said, yeah, okay. Have you considered my servant Job. You know why God was able to recommend Job like that of the very adversary? Because Job was in the will of God. Job was just coming from prior meeting. Oh God help me somebody. It's a good place when you are in the will of God and God can boast on you and say can you check out Mary, check out Andrea, check out Dawn. Have you ever looked at her? The devil said well uh, yeah 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 I know but the only reason why he trusts you so much. The only reason why the brother is praying as hard is because you've put a hedge around him. Hold on a minute. I soon get back to Matthew. How did the devil know that there was a hedge around Job? Because he would have tested and tempted several others and was successful. How does the devil know that there's a hedge around you? How does the devil know? Uh, let me turn it around another way. Why do you think you're sitting in Emmanuel on your nice soft chair, 12 slide road this morning, still having your mind and not eating out of the garbage bin? Oh, oh all right, you take it for granted. Oh, why, why aren't you in UE hospital with neck brace around your neck and your back is broken and they don't know if your spinal cord is going to make it back? Who am I talking to this morning? Is because there is an hedge around you it's not your degree it's not your cute face it's because there is a hedge around you so God said check him out well God said if you think it's the hedge that's holding him well let me remove the hedge and you go touch him and you know the story well Job was victorious why because he was in the will of God. Let me just deposit in your spirits that when you're in the will of God, come hell or high water, when the dust settles, you're coming out a victor because you're in the will of God. I don't care how you feel this morning. You feel like you're going under. I hear the sister uh, with her passion and with her Jesus joy uh, trying to motivate you to give God an excellent praise. And I understand what that means. Uh, I know when you're up here and the, the stiff energy is bouncing back at you. I know what that feels like. But I also have empathy because I am old enough now. I'm bordering on 50. I'm old enough to know that Sister Andrea sometimes some people wrestle to be here. It's not that they don't want to touch the chandeliers. It's not that 
like they don't want to run but they are wrestling with something I stand up on apostolic authority right now and I decree and I declare and I release in this atmosphere every person under the sound of my voice who feel bound and chained and buffeted with a low spirit of despondency I come against that demon that's sitting beside you trying to fan you to sleep and make you forget who you are and make you forget the word that the dear elder preach on Sunday reminding you that you're not normal Lord God Almighty the devil want to stick his ugly nasty fingers into your ears and it's only a couple days ago that the brother told you that you're not normal but you're still wondering how am I going to make it through this week the safest place to be is in the will of God and if you're in his will you are victorious somebody clap your hands like you don't lost your mind and for the few minutes give God a praise in this house Jesus said come walk with me that's what's happening this morning so when you're in his will and you're walking with him there are some experiences that you will gain as we walk with Jesus there are some things that we discover about him along the way if you walk with somebody long enough and you have conversation with them long enough you discover some things about them that you didn't know before so this walk here brethren is not just a physical movement of the legs that move you from one place to the next this walk speaks to a relationship with God yeah 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 some of us when we were getting ready to marry we, we, we say are you ready to take this journey with me yeah are you ready to take this journey um, going along life what it means is that you are going to know me on a level that no other man and in the case of the woman no other woman will ever know me I in other words I'm giving myself to you and everything that comes with me is yours oh, Jesus let me leave the marriage business alone because see when you get married you bring everything into that relationship if you're craving it come in the relationship if you're not so neat it comes in the relationship so Shamar everything is coming in the relationship when Jesus invites you to come walk with him all your bad ways all your sinful and crooked ways uh, he knows about it but the God that I serve he's not perturbed about our crooked and bad ways Jesus said come walk with me because if you come walk with me oh God Almighty who you associate with you become like that person and the last time I checked what it means to be in the presence of the Lord nobody comes in the presence of the Lord and remain the same so if you're walking with me day by day there are some things that you will be dropping off as you become more like me you came in a thief but as you walk with me you lose your thief in ways you came in a whoremonger but as you walk with me you're dropping off the desire and the lust for whoremongering you're coming as a smoker but as you walk with me little by little you used to smoke 10 cigarettes per hour but as you walk with me you realize that your appetite for cigarette is dropping you came in very mean and crooked can't afford to give 10 percent in the offering plate but the more you worship God the more you hear the preaching of the word the more you hear the teaching of oh God he works on you and you're becoming day by day more like Jesus it's about relationship but as we walk with him, we discover some things about him that we didn't know before. The things we discover now, they are interesting. Number one, we, we discover that his timing is never always convenient. As we walk with Jesus, we recognize that his timing is not always convenient I hope you were listening to the testimony because it concretized the point I'm making here the timing of our master is not always convenient what do I mean by that it doesn't always line up with my timing why should you have to wait years Lord God Almighty to step into the place you are qualified for because you're walking with Jesus you said it out of your mouth there are some people who came in after you and getting more pay than you are 
but I hear God said, I'm restoring the years that you sowed in tears and everything that the canker worm and the palmer worm stole from you. I'm trying to trouble somebody this morning that you will grab a hold of this truth that even though it may seem like you've been pushed to the back of the line, Jesus said, come walk with me. <laughs> even though that you have lost everything and that which belongs to you, somebody else took it. I should have gotten that job, but somebody else took it. I should have been ordained in the church already, but I see a brother who came in after me and he is now ordained. Don't worry yourself. Everything that the devil stole, God's timing is not always your timing. What did he say? He said, as far as the east is from the west, so far are my ways from yours. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways. My ways are so deep, you can't go under it. You can't fathom me. I'm so wide, you can't get around me. You can't understand fully how I think. Your only responsibility is to walk with me. And when you walk with me more and more, you will discover that I am God. I am the God that I says I am. And if I said you are healed, you are healed. Even though the doctor said go home, go rest, it's over. If I say you are delivered, you are delivered. And if I have to kill off a whole nation to make my word true, that's what I will do. The brothers say you're not normal. It's about time the church rise up and grab a hold and start manifesting the glory of God in your life. Let me help somebody who misunderstands what the glory of God in your life represents. When Bishop, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, came up with the team manifesting the glory of God. There is a lot of people in the church who are waiting to come into church on a church day to see the manifestation of God. Let me help you before I go to my seat. Some of you waiting to come to church to feel a shake that will make you run around the building and then you said the glory of God is in the church. Some of you, you're waiting to see somebody come up here and prophesy and tell you what you cook for dinner and, and, and read you up. You see the church will love a read up, you know. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. The best word that you can receive from God has already been given. It's in your Bible. Go read your Bible. I believe in the prophetic. I'll never speak against the prophetic. But some of the things you're waiting for a prophet to tell you, go read your Bible. It is in the Bible. God said you are the head and you're not the tail. It's in the Bible. It is written. And the word of God said, if your ways please me, I will make even your enemies your footstool. It's in the Bible. The Bible said that you are the called of God. You are blessed and anointed. You don't need nobody to remind you of that. If you know what's in the word, God said, come walk with me. On this journey of walking with God, you read his word. You're living fasting and prayer. And the more you do that, your strength and your faith grows. And you will know that it's not every little dog that bark will should make you run. Because your muscles are being stretched as you walk with God. As you walk with God, your abdomen muscles now become stronger. And you don't have the appetite for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you walk with God now, your vision is aligned. And it's not everything you see you want. As you walk with God and now your desires become less for the things of the world and more for the things of God and so when you just started the journey it was hard for you to fast but as you walk with him you recognize that I used to cut off fasting at 11.30 uh, just waiting to grab my food but as you walk with God you find out that oh wait a minute it's 1.30 and I don't feel like stopping my fasting and as you go a little further with Jesus you may discover that it's 6 o'clock and I still haven't eaten yet because your muscles, your, your appetite is now, oh God, realigned as you walk with God. The manifestation of the glory of God comes to us when we are in relationship with him. Let me tell you something and let me hurt you real bad. If you continue living a distant relationship with God, you will never see the manifestation of Jesus. How could you be so audacious, preacher? Let me say it again. You continue to live on the periphery. You continue to live as a visitor to the presence of the Lord. You will you live until you're gray and you die. You will never see the manifestation of God. What did God tell Moses when the bush started to burn? Moses, the first thing he did, he drew a little closer. 
I wish I could talk to you. Moses drew a little closer to the theophany, the manifested presence of God naturally. The fire burning, that was a natural manifestation of God himself. Theologians call it a theophany. But as he came closer, he came with his humanity. <laughs> he came with that which was man-made. And what did God said? Get rid of it. Look at somebody and tell them, get rid of it. As you come closer to me, get rid of it. I don't know what it is. But God said to tell you, as you come closer to me, lose it. Take the shoes off your feet, Moses. Because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. I stopped by Emmanuel to tell somebody this morning that the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Some of you, you came in here sad, but God said to tell you, there are pleasures when you draw nigh to me. God said to tell you he's gonna make you laugh again God said to tell you that which is holding your chain and bound so that you cannot afford a praise in my house nobody should go through a whole week serving the unjust judge serving your boss you're not even receiving the kind of pay you should get but you wake up day after day on time to get to work and at the end of the day you're not getting that which you deserve you really shouldn't come in the house of the Lord and leave the same way you come because God said in his presence there is fullness of joy if I could find about five people to press into the presence of God develop a spiritual inquisitive mind and say God I don't like what I feel and before I leave here I've got to shake my shoes off because my shoes represents my humanity and so everything that's on my mind that's distracting me from hearing the word of the Lord the rent is distracting me from hearing the word of the Lord the situation I left behind at home is distracting me from hearing the word of the Lord my broken relationship is distracting me from hearing the word of the Lord I don't know how I'm going to fix this thing in my relationship. I don't know what I'm going to say to my sister the next time she calls. The devil is a liar. I hear God said, I have already fixed it. Leave it up to me because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. That which you're experiencing in your relationships, it's not the woman, it's not the man, it's not your brother, it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's the devil putting in an attack but the word to you this morning God said come walk with me because you can't walk with me unless you're close to me you can't walk with me unless you're close to me you can't walk with me unless you're close to me and I'm not a dumb God so if you're walking with me I'm gonna talk and if you hear my voice it's going to change your perspective I'm trying to get to point two Lord God God said if you walk with me I being the God who speak and it was done. You're going to hear what I say. And when you hear what I said, it's going to change your perspective. A double dear five of you who feel despondent, broken, disgusted, and busted. Stand to your feet. Throw your hands in the ear. And say, God, I receive what you have already given me. Sit down in your seat and give God glory. Because God has given you an invitation this morning. Come walk with me. So as we walk, we discover some things. We discover that his timing is not always convenient. So sometimes we have to wait longer than we think we have to wait. Lord have mercy. But, but here's another thing about his timing. The Bible said in the text, Jesus came walking on water at the fourth watch of the night. The fourth watch of the night is the darkest part. At that time of the night, you know, there's a common saying in Jamaica, certain hours, is only three elements you find on the road. Police, thief, and dog. At the fourth watch of the night, is the darkest part, that's like three o'clock. Not even police. Police gone in, dog come off a road. Jesus, his timing is not convenient. 
In other words, to manifest his glory, he set up the disciples. He just got through working a miracle and he said, all right, you go on over via the sea. He took himself away and he went up into the mountain. By the time he was ready to go join them, the sea was already boisterous. And they were in the middle of the sea. But the king of kings, the God over nature, he came walking. I don't have time to show you the miracle because the text didn't tell us what time it took him from the mountain to the middle of the sea. That's for another message. But he came, brother, walking on water. Uh, he said, <laughs> his timing is not convenient. The worst part of the night, the storm is blowing. But though the storm is blowing in your life this morning, Jesus said, come walk with me. Though the sea is boisterous, Jesus said, come walk with me. So his timing, brethren, is not always in alignment to your timing. But he said, come walk with me. Point number two, we will discover that where he walks is never always an easy path. So for those of you who are new converts and you think you're going to run into the kingdom and collect your X6 and your house up on the hill and the investment property in Richmond sent and come. In a work like that, you've got to learn Christ. And you are going to experience some rough terrain. But here is the promise. God will always be with you. And even though you go through the fire, it will not consume you. And even though you go through the water, it shall not overtake you. Because God is with you. And this invitation that you got did not come from your auntie. It came from God himself. Come walk with me. So you discover that the terrain will sometimes be rough. The next thing you discover about Jesus when you walk with him is that his environment does not change who he is. If I had strength, I'd get excited on that one. His environment does not change who he is. I want to be blessed. God, take me out of this job. Give me a new job. Because as long as I'm in this job, I cannot survive. But you're looking at yourself as just an employee in this job his environment does not dictate who he is so while you're praying that God take you out of this miserable apparent dead-end job God sent me to remind you that your environment does not dictate who you are and even though it seems like the company is in recession and they are going to go bankruptcy God said I'm going to elevate you did he not promise you that well if it is even one day before that company file for bankruptcy you're going to be the supervisor simply because God said it and if God said it that settles it and God is getting ready to move you from the back and put you where you deserve to be in his timing because you're in an environment that does not seem conducive to progress well the brother testified that he became prosperous in the pandemic I'm sure he's not the only one some of you got a change of job brother Lerone in the pandemic the environment wasn't good the timing wasn't good the sea was boisterous but if Jesus is walking on the sea Lord God help me preach if Jesus is walking on the boisterous sea though the terrain is not conducive to growth though the terrain is not conducive to growth the terrain was conducive to utter death and demise Lord God there was a storm blowing and the Bible said the sea was boisterous that's the description of the environment but the God who created the wind that blew upon the sea and caused the wind to be boisterous was walking on the sea and if God is walking on the sea and bid me to come who am I not to take a walk I'm getting ready to close can't work this thing through this morning but God said to tell you 
that I have an invitation for you. God said, come walk with me. Come, 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 come walk with me. God said to tell you, stop worrying about your problems. Get up out of your seat. Come walk with me. Because I'm the God who created all things. And I just feel like walking on water right now. And I feel like I could invite somebody to have a party with me out here on this treacherous terrain. God said, come walk with me. You're living from paycheck to paycheck. God's second walk with me. Your relationships seem to be going under. God said, come walk with me. Your house is miserable. You're losing sleep at night. You're lonely, sick and sad. God said, come walk with me. I know it's boisterous. I know it's ugly. Lord God Almighty, the sea's all over the place. But God said, come walk with me. The next thing you discover about him is that if he invites you, he has already made provision for your existence in the same environment. Let me say it again. If he invites you, he has already made provision for your existence. So when God said it doesn't matter where you go, where can you go from the presence of the Lord? If you make your bed even in hell, where the fire is red hot and Satan and his demons rule. If you find yourself there and you're in the presence of God, it's going to be all right. I feel to tell somebody, it's going to be all right. I feel to whisper to somebody, hey honey, it's going to be all right. It's not because of what I have to give you. I ain't got nothing to give you. I wish I had it. I'll bless some of you real good. But God said to tell you, it's going to be all right. Because this invitation is personal. All you got to do is RSVP just said yes I will is there anybody in here this morning who would say God I, I, I don't trust this water I hear the wind I don't trust this but if you invite me I'm going to say yes oh God almighty yesterday I got an invitation uh -huh, to a very interesting engagement and Kame said are you going I said ah yeah 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 I think I'll go she said honey you've got to RSVP you can't take the people them things for joke well I said all right, uh, set me down. I'm going. Well, 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 well. God said to tell a few of you this morning. I have an invitation. Come walk with me. You're going to see my glory on another level that you've never seen. You think you see anything yet? Jesus said, come walk with me. Come walk with me. Oh God, my sub theme this morning, and don't worry, I'm going to close shortly, is walk on it. Now hear me. I don't know what it represents in your life because what it represents for me may not what it represents for you. I want your buffet to grab a hold of it right now alright see some of you you're sleeping let me talk to the choir I don't know what it represents for you some of you have an it that has been itching you for a long time you have an it that has been a thorn in your flesh you have an it that every time you want to praise God it pops its head up and trying to stop you from glorifying the king of kings and the lord of lords but God said this morning grab it and I've got an instruction for you I'm going to tell you what to do with it it could be your finances it could be your relationships it could be your spiritual walk with God every time you make a step forward you seem to make 10 steps backward and the devil is riding you like a horse but God said to tell you shake shake it off and I'm going to tell you what to do with it when it falls but just before I tell you what to do with it it has taken a place in your life it has become a stronghold it has become a pillar in your life it has become a distraction it has become a mountain God said for the few of you that standing Buffet, grab it like you are a wrestler this morning. Develop righteous indignation in your spirits this morning and said, I came here with it. I feel like preaching it, but I'm not going home with 
it. So I'm grabbing this it for the last time. God said to tell you, throw it down, Lord God Almighty. Don't just hold it. Throw it down. And here's what you're going to do with it. Walk on it. God said, don't just grab it. Don't just throw it down. God said, trample on it. Every yoke destroyed right now. Every chain broken right now. Every demon, every warlock right now. God said, grab it. God said, throw it down and trample upon it. It's boisterous. It's ugly. But walk on it. It can't destroy you. It can't take you out. That which should have been Peter's demise, he walked on it. Jesus, help me this morning. To trample on something is a posture of authority and superiority. You don't walk on nothing that you're not above. Matter of fact, look at it logically. Look at it logically. Why do you think in kickboxing and wrestling the fighter's greatest intention is to get his opponent on the ground so that he can be on top? It's a posture of superiority. God said, walk on it. Some of you missed this this morning. Let me leave you alone and go home. Walk on it. Peter went out walking. Now watch this. When you decide to heed and to RSVP to take up the invitation to walk on it, there are some people who run with you who were in the same environment that you are in who will become a distraction to where you are deciding to go. Sit down, let me teach for three and a half minutes. When you decide to walk on it, there will be some people from your street, from your class, who went to school with you, who think they are equal with you. And the only reason you're not equal with them is not because you're better than them as a human being, but you're not on the same level because you're born again. And because you're born again and the Spirit of the Lord is inside of you and you have decided to walk with Jesus, your faith is changed and you're looking, your worldview has now been changed and some things that the system say you can't do, you are now saying, if, you, if it is you, God, I'm coming. Oh, God Almighty. Some of you made up your mind from last year. I, I know it looks a little bit above me, but Jesus said, come walk with me. So according to my faith, I'm going out there. Watch this. Those who came from your camp in the boat, cowering for fear. You can imagine them. Peter, you're too sure off. Don't you hear the wind? We are already dead. Where are you going? Peter said, I know we went to school together. I know we catch fish together. All right, we sing on the same praise team. We, we, we sit on the same elders board. But I heard a voice say, come, Jesus Christ. And I can't sit here in this boat. Can I trouble about five of you and tell you, get out of that boat. That boat represents a little box that the system has placed you in. Step on out of that boat. I don't care what you have to do. Step out of that boat because the glory of God is not in the... All right, you catch it? The glory of God is not always in the safe place in your boat, in your comfort zone. God said, put your foot where you never put it before. Walk where you never walked before. Talk to some people you've never spoken to before. March up into some offices that you didn't even know how many floors. God said, write an application to a place that is only Google could tell you that it exists. That is when you hear a word from the Lord. I'm 
I'm getting out of this boat. I can imagine now those who ran with Peter said, you're getting ready to commit suicide. But I heard Peter said, I'm not committing suicide. I'm just getting out of this ride so that I can go out there and glide. Lord have mercy. Peter said, it's not suicide. I'm just getting out of this ride because I heard a word that's going to make me glide. God said, you're going to glide on top of it. It will not take you out because Jesus said, come walk with me. Stand all over this room. I'm done. Walk on it. Walk on it. This is no church hype. This is the word of God. The manifested glory of God is best displayed on you. Forget church building. We come here to praise God, to hear a word, to be built up, to be challenged so we can go to our workplace, go back home on our streets and take authority and manifest the glory of God. How do I know that you have the glory if you're living the same way you were living 99 years ago? I know weeping may endure for a night, but show me your victory and I'll show you the glory of God. So stop waiting for a church hype and say, God, if you call me, I want to see evidence. And if there can't be evidence, I don't want this. That's me walking with the Lord. Lord, help me. My calculator. Way over 30 years. almost 40 years now walking with the Lord did I say I've been a perfect man no just like none of you had my trippings and my tumblings but I've walked with the Lord from I was a child and you are telling me that at this age it must just be church I must say something that's gonna blow your mind I don't need a church service to be in the presence of the Lord because when I roll out of my bed, when I stand in my kitchen and I meditate upon the goodness of the Lord, ah, sometimes I have to pull over when I drive and say, glory be to God. The anointing is on me in my car. I'm trying to trouble the church. Stop waiting on a church service to manifest the glory. When the world look at you, they should see Christ upon you because you're living on another level because Jesus said, come. Somebody lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. Jesus said come and all you have to do is stand up on the promises that he has made to you it's not suicide you you're getting ready to do something that blow your friend's mind but hello tell them I'm just getting out of your boat yeah we know we ain't gonna ride together like that anymore I'm stepping out of this boat this comfort zone because the manifested glory is what I want and I'm going to join him out there. Preacher, you didn't preach the part about how Peter began to sing. Not important this morning. The fact of the matter is he walked on water. And guess what? The same journey from the boat to Jesus is the same journey back. Can you imagine Peter? Okay, yes, I was going on. Jesus reached out, grabbed him. How do you think they got back to the boat? They walked on it. <laughs> you can imagine those in the boat when they saw them coming. Peter must have felt like a king. Nah, 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 nah. I did it. <laughs> Some of you are getting ready to look at the devil and say, nah, 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 nah. I walked on it. You said I couldn't do it, but... Nyeh, 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 nyeh. Some of you, you need to mock the devil. You say I couldn't become anything. Sister Bobby, come here, come here, come here, come here. Lord, give her a mic for me, give her a mic. I'm going to make her do something crazy this morning. Because she, oh glory to God. I feel victory in this house. I feel victory in this house. And some of you get ready to walk. I know it. I feel it in my spirit. God said, walk on it. I want to take off your mask. 
sister, let me stand back from you. Turn around to the congregation and say, na 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 All right, we're walking on it. You said I couldn't do it, but I can. <laughs> you said I couldn't do it, yes I can. You said I couldn't make it, but I did. Because Jesus said I can. <laughs> I said you said I couldn't make it, but I can. You said I couldn't do it, but I did. You said I couldn't touch it, but now I have it. And I did it because God said I can. Yes, 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 yes. You said I couldn't go there, but I did. Lord God, I went. You said I couldn't handle it, but yes, I did. You said I couldn't experience it, but I'm living in it. Said I did it. Said I did it. Said I did it. Said I did it. Because God said I could. What did he say to you this morning? What is he saying to you? What is he saying to you? They say you couldn't make it. But you can. They say you couldn't do it, but you're doing it right now. They say you couldn't experience it, but you're living in it right, right now. I said you did it. I say you did it. I said you did it. Because God said you could. Somebody clap your hands. Somebody clap your hands. Don't gaze, breakthrough is happening. That's what we came for. And some more is gonna happen right now. Clap your hands. Come on, Zion, worship, 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 worship. Somebody say yeah.